Former Soviet Union leader Mikhail Gorbachev died this last week. While he is largely credited with helping the so-called Iron Curtain come down, much of his resume has been swept under the rug. Our news affiliate, The New American, reported in 2003, like most communist leaders, there is much of Gorbachev's life that remains shrouded in shadow and mystery, but there is much that is known. We know, for example, that he presided over much of the genocidal rape of Afghanistan, that he armed international terrorist groups and terrorist regimes in Libya, Iran, Iraq, Yemen, Syria, Cuba, North Korea, and elsewhere, that he armed, supplied, and subsidized the Cuban-backed genocides in Ethiopia and Angolia, that he supported the brutal communist Sandinista regime in Nicaragua, that he continued and expanded the massive Soviet drug offensive against the West, that he increased the power and prestige of the KGB, that he used troops, tanks, and even poison gas to crush protesters seeking more freedom in Kazakhstan, Georgia, Uzbekistan, Azerbaijan, and Lithuania. The litany above does not come close to exhausting Gorbachev's documented record of crimes and atrocities, Yet, the same folks who sing his glories relentlessly persecute Chile's Augusto Pinochet and Peru's Alberto Fujimori, who are saints in comparison to Gorbachev. If you think Gorbachev helped to end communism in Russia, think again. The New American reported in 1995, in his new book, The Perestroika Deception, KGB defector Anatoly Galitsyn explains that after the Second World War, the victorious allies correctly applied a denazification program to eliminate former Nazis and their influence from the institutions and political life of the new Germany. Yet, Galitzin continues, no equivalent decommunization program has been applied in the USSR or Eastern Europe. There also have not been any equivalent Nuremberg trials for communist criminals who ruled with an iron fist. How can this be? Unless the much-trumpeted demise of communism is not what it seems. The overview article, beginning on the next page, supplies the answer based on the analyses and predictions of Galitsyn, arguably the West's most valuable Soviet defector. According to Galitsyn, the liberalization and democratization of the former Soviet bloc are disinformation ploys designed to beguile the West into supporting communist objectives, including not only accommodation and concession, but an eventual convergence of nations in a one-world government. Viewed in this light, even so dramatic a development as the reunification of Germany makes perfect sense. According to the Gorbachev Foundation, in October 2004, Gorbachev called for a new world order based on strong adherence to international law. A year after he retired from the Soviet Union, he attended the first real Earth Summit hosted by the United Nations and, according to the New American, was appointed to head an international commission to draft an Earth Charter, a new set of ethical principles to guide the planet. He now leads the global effort to have the Charter, which he calls the new kind of Ten Commandments, a Sermon on the Mount for Humanity, formally adopted by religious bodies, private organizations, corporations, and governments. The Earth Charter is a collectivist plan for governing humanity that can only be achieved under world government. The Charter has provided the foundation from which to launch the radical and extreme environmental sustainability agenda that is currently gaining more and more control over corporations, governments, and private individuals through Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 which had been the cause for the global attack on farmers, the war on oil and mineral extraction, and the mismanagement of forests, rivers, and other watersheds. We shouldn't be too surprised that fellow globalist, President Biden, called Gorbachev a man of remarkable vision. Likewise, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said, 
The world has lost a towering global leader, committed multilateralist and tireless advocate for peace. <laughs> was he? As the New American reported last week, he also remained, as far as we know, a committed atheist and Marxist-Leninist. On December 23, 1989, Gorbachev declared to the Congress of People's Deputies assembled in Moscow, I am a communist. For some, that may be a fantasy, but for me, it is my main goal. During a trip to Belarusia on February 26, 1991, Gorbachev said, I am not ashamed to say that I am a communist and adhere to the communist idea, and with this, I will leave for the other world. Well, keep in mind that communism is responsible for over 100 million deaths just in the 20th century alone. But Gorbachev hailed the October 1917 revolution that began communism in Russia. One of his 1987 speeches that was translated and published in the Globalist Foreign Affairs magazine in its winter 1987 and 1988 issue mentioned, it is 70 years since the unforgettable days of October 1917 those legendary days that started the count of the new epoch of social progress of the real history of humankind. The past, its heroism and drama, cannot fail to thrill our contemporaries. Our history is one, and it is irreversible. Whatever emotions it may evoke, it is our history, and we cherish it. Today we turn to those October days that shook the world. We look for and find in them both a dependable spiritual buttress and instructive lessons. We see again and again that the socialist option of the October Revolution has been correct. Concluding the speech, he spoke of the Soviet communist movement as a whole and said, Born of the October Revolution, the movement has turned into a school of internationalism and revolutionary brotherhood. And more, it has made internationalism an effective instrument furthering the interests of the working people and promoting the social progress of big and small nations. Internationalism, another name for globalism, replaces sovereignty with slavery and freedom with tyranny. It has helped to shape the current world into the interdependent monstrosity that more and more people are waking up to, especially in light of the tyranny delivered upon entire populations and the globalist-produced fragile supply chain that makes winners out of countries with slave labor and losers of countries with rich natural resources that are largely prohibited, as well as an entrepreneur spirit that is being squelched by overregulation and radical environmentalism. Those are the accomplishments of those seeking to subvert America into world government under a new world order. If you want the truth of the battle between globalism and American freedom and independence, then join the John Birch Society, because you won't find this type of information presented to you by other so-called conservative organizations or media outlets. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, stay informed, stay active, and get organized, patriots.